your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solo. All right, welcome to the day after Thanksgiving holiday, Monday. 608-785-7914 is the talk of text line. Like the guy just said, I'm Rick Solom. I want to talk about, I'm going to bring Jay Heck in here. He is with Wisconsin, Common Cause Wisconsin. And this is something like over the over the holiday break, back home at the parents. I was just kind of talking about how the elections went. God forbid we talk about politics on Thanksgiving, right? But if you if you don't talk to the whole family, you're you, you know, you just pick pick one or two people maybe <laughs> that you can have a conversation with. Um but but yeah, we want to talk about the uh how the elections went with uh Barnes and Johnson and then Evers and Michaels and then kind of compare that to how the state legislature went because the the legislature has uh almost has super majorities for Republicans in the state, yet the governor's race and the um, Senate race were 50-50, essentially. I mean, Ron Johnson won by a half a percent, essentially, and Governor Evers won by kind of like one and a half percent. There was a third party there that took took some of the, like one and a half percent in the vote, but Evers beat Tim Michaels total by 3.4%, but if you do the math there, it's, you know, you cut that in half. So, how do, why is that? Why is the state, you know, a 50-50 state like that? And I'm going to bring Jay Heck with Wisconsin Common Cause to talk about that, just compare that a little bit, and, and the word gerrymander. And what, what I was saying, I was talking to my parents, I was talking to my mom, and my mom listened to the show, whether she's listening today or not. So my mom has probably heard Jay Heck on the air before. So you know she's listening, but not like in your one ear out the other mom. Uh, but so I was talking to her about gerrymandering, and, and she was like, oh, I didn't even know that, that what that was or that was a thing. And we were at the bar, so maybe she was just, you know, too many margaritas in to remember. Uh, but. <laughs> won't get into the rest of that story, but if she's listening, she's going to be laughing right now. Um, but yeah, so the, the idea that, that, uh, gerrymandering exists, Illinois, super gerrymandering, then we'll get into it with, with common, with, uh, Jay Heck. He's going to, we, we got to explain it is what I think. When my mom says, I didn't even know what that is. I think maybe a lot of people don't know what it is. And we've talked about in the past, how gerrymandering is a terrible word for anything. A lot of these, uh, a lot of a lot of politics has have really stupid words, um, for for just things that are like spoiling a ballot, <laughs> like when you when you want to vote revote right when you when you maybe your candidate that you 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 voted early and then your candidate does something and you're like oh nope I'm out on that dude, and you want to get your ballot back and vote again vote differently. That's called spoiling your ballot. That's like, no, that, that's not a, that doesn't explain it at all. I don't know a better term, but any term seems to be a better term. Revote. <laughs> How about that? I want to revote. I want my ballot back, but no spoiling. So I have to spoil it like it's in the refrigerator for too long or, or something. Um, I'm disappointed that, that, uh, Chagoski and I didn't talk about green bean casserole. 
last Friday. I don't think we didn't talk about green fluff all that much. If I don't think we talk about green fluff, you know, these Thanksgiving traditions that go on. I know I've talked about green bean casserole a little bit last week, but I did just finish up last night the rest of my leftover green bean casserole. Hopefully you're all wrapping that up. Maybe just put it all in one giant sandwich, green bean casserole, turkey, mashed potato, cranberry sandwich, something like that. Maybe do that. Um, but I was disappointed that we didn't hit on that. But Christmas time, right? Like we we still we can still we can do it. Uh, also Cyber Monday today, so while Jay Heck is ranting and raving, I'll probably just be on uh, Amazon looking at Cyber Monday deals. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. All right, we got a call. We'll go to the phone before we bring Jay on. Caller, who's this? Yeah, you're on. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving, Rick. Thanks, you too. God bless you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, that was... Okay, thanks, Eric. Um, all right, we're going to go take a break. We're going to leave on a high note there. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. It's the talk and text line if you want to get in here. But I also have, not technically in here, but... Jay Heck is on with me now. Common, I, I want to say commoncausewisconsin.org. That's the website. Correct. And you got to go and you got to do it that way because if you just Google Wisconsin Common Cause, it takes you to the national site and that's not as local. All right, Jay, first off, all the Thanksgiving leftovers, have you finished those? Because it's getting to be that time where, you, you know, they're going to get a little soggy. No, they're not gone. I still have a dry turkey and mashed potatoes. But the key is, if you still have gravy, that, that makes everything, you can choke it down with gravy and beer. So I'm okay. good. <laughs> okay. I did, I did have a texter write in as, I, as I've, I've wrapped up my Thanksgiving leftovers, but he said, because uh, I just said, you know, put the turkey and the potatoes and the green bean cat, put it all in between a piece of bread and just eat it like that. But he said, when you dump, <laughs> when you dump all those things together in a sandwich, we call that a soup sandwich. So I don't know. Everybody's going to be doing soup sandwiches here pretty quick. Uh, or making soup, I guess. You can make soup with that turkey, I guess. Um, there you go. That's what you need. Um, and then while you're talking here, Jay, I'll just be on uh, the on Cy- – it's Cyber Monday today, so I'll be shopping. Because you you like to rant and rave and, and kind of go off on tangents, so I'll just let you talk. I'll throw a question at you, and then I'll be buying uh, useless items on, on, the, web, on the Internet. Absolutely. That's, the, that's what you need to do to keep this economy going. That's, 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 that's the key. <laughs> yeah, that's how we've gotten the $6.6 billion budget surplus that's going to be predicted by. Um, all right, so I brought, a, I brought it up a little bit. The, the Barnes-Johnson Senate race, the U.S. Senate race in Wisconsin, a statewide race between Ron Johnson and, and Mandela Barnes, which cost about $200 million, apparently. I don't know if cost is the right money. They spent about $200 million. And the Governor Tony Evers and uh, Tim Michaels race was about $115 million. And I'm just throwing the money out there to, you know, just to make everyone roll their eyes. But those races were essentially 50-50. And then we had, a state, they, and, and then yeah. we had a state legislature race. And, the, and the, the Republicans in the state legislature have almost super majorities, which means that, uh, you know, and you can give me the numbers, but but. Well, yeah, what are the numbers in the assembly? What is the what is the difference? It's like sixty something. Well, sure, the assembly has has ninety nine seats. Yep. A super a super majority would be sixty six, which is two thirds. The Republicans uh, picked up 
three seats, so they are now at 64. So they they fell too short in the assembly. And by the way, the reason they picked those seats up was through uh, extra gerrymandering last year. Extra gerrymandering—that's what they were able to. They were able to carve up a couple of seats uh, that were that more advantageous to them. And then in the state senate, which is the the other house, uh, there are 33 seats. So a supermajority would be two thirds, 22 seats, and the Republicans did pick up 22 seats, except just five days ago, a longtime Republican state senator from Milwaukee, the Milwaukee area, the suburbs, Alberta Darling, announced she's retiring as of December 1st. I don't I don't and, know if this is up your alley, but did she do that by design? I'll win the election and then retire? Is that how that works? No, because she was not up this year, so she oh, okay. she, she was not facing re-election. And when you say I, and when you say yeah, the Senate the Senate has thirty three total seats and the GOP picked up how many? Because you said the Assembly the Republicans picked up three seats. How many did they pick up in the Senate? One. So in the Senate they picked up I think it was one net seat. Correct. Yeah, Be, yeah it because was uh, seat up north the because, uh, the far part northern. Uh, superior Bayfield seat, which because for I, years has been Democratic, but yeah, now yeah. Republican. Because I remember the uh, the the Brad Paff race here against Dan Kopenke was that that was the one seat, the one competitive district. Because we don't have competitive districts here very often. Uh, Steve Doyle's seat here in northern, just North Lacrosse here, uh, is like one of the only competitive districts in in the uh, in the state. Okay, so right. so gerrymander. Can you kind of explain the basic? idea of gerrymandering so that people know what we're talking about i guess we bury the lead here we should probably we should probably did that to start but what is gerrymandering yeah so gerrymandering is a uh is an exercise that's undertaken by partisan legislators to give their own party an advantage when after the census which is every 10 years it's always on the the zero number uh, 2020 2010, 2000, and so on, uh, there's a census. And so the population of the entire country is recalibrated. And then because of, uh, of the law, it's constitutional law, um, in a case called Baker versus Carr back in the 60s, the legislatures are required to redraw every state legislative and every congressional district in the country to reflect population changes, which is another way of saying that every state assembly district in Wisconsin has to have the same number of people, uh, same with congressional districts. So they all have to have, it's called one person, one vote. So they all have to have the same number yeah. of people. Uh, uh, so that's, uh, time, that's time out, Jay. I just want to do a timeout here. Uh, two accidents in La Crosse. I just got in one in Alaska, actually, one in La Crosse. Uh, right around Copeland Park, going north on Rose Street, so like not next to Copeland Park, but a block over. There's a there's an accident and causing delays when you're driving out of Lacrosse, and then and there's another one. It says uh, the text says looks like pedestrians hit by fleece insurance in Onalaska near Ultra and Cooley Golf Bowl. Avoid that area. There's a deadlock in traffic. So uh, in Onalaska near Cooley Golf Bowl. So two accidents. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, one one person, one vote. Gerrymandering. We're trying to explain it. Yeah, pull off the road and listen to me rather than drive in that unsafe traffic, please. Yeah. Um, that, no, the th- so, so that's, that's redistricting. And so 
gerrymandering then is a is a partisan political exercise, which we never had in Wisconsin ever, really, until 2011. And that was because Republicans and Democrats always compromised when it came to the redrawing of state legislative and uh, congressional districts. And part of that was because there was always or usually always split government, a Democratic governor, Republican legislature, or vice versa. So they always compromised. And so as a consequence, we had very competitive elections, including in 2010, which was a wave election for the Republicans. And that was, of course, the, the, the second year of Obama's presidency. There's a lot of consternation about Obamacare. Republicans came out very strongly. But the only reason they won control of the legislature from the Democrats, who controlled both chambers in, in 2010, was because our districts were not gerrymandered. Do you think they were not rigged? Do you think the they timing? Were they do were th- competitive. Do you think the timing of when we draw these lines is terrible? Because it so, so a decade ago it was the same dilemma. Although I guess presidential elections are four years, so maybe this doesn't work perfectly. But like ha- having work. having yeah. the maps, I guess. Well, I guess we did just redraw the maps before the Biden midterm. So there was the timing isn't. Right. I guess never mind. The timing isn't off, but. Um, yeah, so the the idea here is that whatever party wins that election gets to draw the lines, which I, I don't know who thought of this as a good idea, but it's it's ludicrous that that's how we do it. Because then whatever party is, is in control just leaves the other party out of the room when they're drawing the district lines. Well, again, again, that never occurred in Wisconsin until 2011. And so 2011, uh, Republicans had, they won control in because there were competitive elections in Wisconsin in 2010, and of course they won the governorship, so they controlled all the levers of power. But then they made a very calculated decision to redraw state legislative and congressional district lines to highly advantage them, so that they would hold power for the next 10 years until 2021, Uh 2022. Uh, regardless of what uh, statewide elections look like. Keep in mind, just so your listeners understand this, a statewide election is not affected by gerrymandering because all of the votes in the state are counted, and you know, yeah. Johnson won more than Barnes. And and, and here's some of the misconception, Jay. I get a text from Bill here. He says, Rick, don't we have a split government right now? We do. Now we do. We didn't. We, what I'm talking about is 2011. Right. But, but gerrymander but, occurred. But the split so, government, yeah. the so split government, this time. the split government so, that we have is one one half of the government or two thirds of the government is gerrymandered. And then the one third of the government government, the Tony Evers, the governor election. You can't gerrymander that. You can't rig it because it's a statewide election. So, Bill, you're right. We have a split government. But a statewide election versus state legislatures where the where the we're drawing the maps in a way. Um, Jay, how 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 tough is it getting to draw these maps? I I've talked to uh, UW Lacrosse political science professor Anthony Chagoski about this. He says it's getting tougher to draw the maps in a way that makes them competitive, just based on uh, you know the 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 leanings one way or the other in Wisconsin. Well, it, it, it is, but, but let me just answer your caller's question, too, by just saying that, yes, now we have split government. Uh, Tony Evers defeated Scott Walker in 2018 in a statewide election. But then what happened was that the Republican-controlled legislature, because they gerrymandered the state uh, back in 2011, they 
controlled the redistricting process in the legislature. And rather than put forward fair maps, they took their 2011 gerrymandered maps and made them even more advantageous to Republicans. Governor Evers this time vetoed them. And so those maps were not acceptable. But then they went to the courts. And the United States Supreme Court and the state Supreme Court, the Wisconsin Supreme Court, which are which have conservative majorities, uh, basically ruled, certainly in the case of the state legislative maps, for the Republicans, because they said they would only look at maps that, ch- that did something called least change, changed very little from 2011. Now, keep in mind, the 2011 maps in yeah. Wisconsin were vastly different than they had ever been before. Yeah, they the, were vastly gerrymandered. The Wisconsin Supreme Court said they will only look at maps that varied very little from the 2011 maps. So that's why the gerrymandering has continued in Wisconsin, because the courts now, the state Supreme Court, a conservative-controlled court, ruled 4-3, to three, that those maps would be in place. The United States Supreme Court, which used to weigh in on these things, uh, said, basically, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to let state courts decide whether or not the legislature has gerrymandered and whether that's a good thing or not. So that's why we have what we have today. Evers, keep in mind, won statewide this year, 52% of the vote almost. Josh Call, Attorney General, statewide won. Also, the uh, Secretary of State, Doug LaFollette, who's about 109 years old, <laughs> he won as well. Uh, but they won statewide. Yeah, we, we have voted for them statewide. We have statewide races that are all about 50-50, and then we have a state legislature, legislature that's like 60, 66-33. Yeah, um, and so it's kind of obvious. But it's also like, uh, you know, like you draw circles around Madison, Milwaukee, and then there's, you know, smaller circles around the cities because people like to pretend that only Republicans live in rural areas, and I'm an example of that not being true. Um, but but that well, drawing those maps is right though that that uh, in the sense that uh, Democrats are more clustered, they're yep. more compacted into southeastern Wisconsin, Milwaukee, obviously Dane County, the fastest growing area of the state is now a huge Democratic bastion. Right, but then also within the cities of La Crosse, Eau Claire, uh, Green Bay, you know, there's but and Republicans well, tend to be spread around. But the way gerrymandering works, and this is critical, is that what the Republicans did was they took Democrats out of districts that previously had been competitive, and they packed them in to fewer districts. Well, I sent you so a... Virtually all of the Democratic districts in Wisconsin are utterly safe. Jill Billings District, which used to be a competitive district in La Crosse, utterly safe Democratic district. But it came at the expense it made some districts outside of the city of La Crosse much more Republican and much more advantageous for Republicans, and those used to be competitive seats. Well, they are no longer. We got to go to all over the state. We got to go to break here, but yeah, perfect. Like La Crosse is a living example of the perfection of this because Jill Billings, as 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 well represented as she is in the in the assembly, I think she's pretty well respected. Um, her her district isn't competitive, and then you just go just north of that. And Steve Doyle's district is like a, a heated battle, even though Doyle's it's a tenure incumbent yeah, and Ryan right, Hipsch yeah. comes and it's, you know, it's a pretty close race. And that's how all the districts could be. Even the city of La Crosse, you could go, oh, yeah, 
Um, also, when they redrew the lines, and I sent you this text. I don't know if you saw it, Jay. But in, in Whitewater, when they redrew the lines, they went right, literally right through a dormitory. <laughs> so I, I did see that. And, so, and, 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 and we can talk about that after the break or whatever you yeah. want. But I'll tell you how that happened. All right. We'll be back uh, with Jay Heck from Common Cause, Wisconsin, in a minute. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608 785 7914. Is the talk and text line and Jay Heck with Common Cause Wisconsin's on with me. Uh, Common Cause Wisconsin, essentially, you're a nonpartisan entity that kind of goes after the power, right? Jay, is that kind of the the gist of it? Yeah, and to prove that, uh, my my counterpart in Illinois, uh, so Common Cause Illinois, is doing the exact same thing we are, attacking gerrymandering by the Democrats who have been in power for fifty or sixty years in the state of Illinois, and have gerrymandered the state legislative and congressional districts so that Dem- Republicans will never have a majority there. They, they, and to give you a great example, they, they uh, gerrymandered Adam Kinzinger, who was you know, one of the leading Republican uh, congresspeople in, in northern Illinois. They gerrymandered him out of a district. How? And they've done it all over the place. So common cause does not take sides. We, what we resent is not allowing people to make choices. Politicians shouldn't be picking who your state representative is. You know, you should be. You should have a say in it. If if Wisconsin, if we want to just say Milwaukee and La Crosse and Madison and Eau Claire are the blue areas and the rest is red, which is a little bit, you know, short sighted. Is it is it like that in Illinois to a tenth degree? Because Chicago would be then the blue district, and the rest of it would be red. How it, it it must be a little bit harder to gerrymander Illinois the other way, right? The the to the, to the Dems. Well, I mean, there. Is, I mean, most of downstate Illinois is it's it's certainly more Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know the way the way it works, the way it's working all over the country is that even what used to be true ten, fifteen, twenty years ago is no longer true. You know, the suburbs of Milwaukee, the, the so-called wow counties, Waukesha, Ozaki, and Washington County, used to be tremendously Republican. No longer. I mean, Waukesha County now delivers more Democratic votes than any other county in the state except for Dane and, and Milwaukee County. So, you know, those things that used to be true are different, and populations do shift, uh, and demographics chit, uh, change. And by the way, uh, people's voting patterns change in 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 southwestern Wisconsin. Uh, it used to be that there was more Democrats, but it's it certainly is trended Republican. So you know those things those things just happen sometimes. But what you can avoid is the kind of packing that is done by Democrats in Illinois and Republicans in Wisconsin, where they pack the other party into fewer districts, give them safe districts to be sure. But they pack them in so that they have a better chance of winning more districts and therefore holding the majority in the legislature. That's just wrong. All right. And, and you know, we, we redid the lines just the, in the past year. Uh, the Republicans, again, get to dr- get had gotten had gotten to draw them. That's a weird way to, to spit it out there. But Republicans drew them. There we go. And and then then it went to the courts as it's gone to the courts every year for the past, like, 
50 or 60 years, except for the one time when Republicans controlled the, all, the entire government in 2011. Um, so we've always gone to the courts. So the system that is in place never, never comes to a compromise within the system. They always have to have an outside entity. The courts come in and, and kind of babysit, right? Like they have to, they have to be the parents in the matter and, and tell the legislature, the, the map makers, no, you're, you're doing this illegally. You have to do it this way. And then, you know, then everyone has to come to an agreement. So clearly like, uh, the system isn't working. Like, we should change the system if we always have to have the parents come in and and you know split the the brothers up because they're fighting. Um, the, well, I agree. Yeah, and, go you know, ahead. There is a, there is a way the system could be changed, although it would be very difficult to do. But we could do what our neighboring state of Michigan does, for instance. Uh, they the the voters of Michigan uh, rose up, Republicans and Democrats alike, and they outlawed gerrymandering. Because they have the ability to bypass the legislature. They have something called initiative, binding initiative and referendum. And uh, a couple of years ago, they overwhelmingly voted to, uh, to not have gerrymandering. And so what happens in Michigan now is that if one party has better ideas, they win control of the legislature. And that for many years was the Republicans. This year, the Democrats won control of the legislature because gerrymanders, gerrymanderings no longer a thing there. We could do that in Wisconsin. Illinois could do that. I mean, that's where we should move. But that yeah. is a big, that's a heavy lift because you have to change uh, basically the state constitution or you have to get you well, have to get initiative and referendum through both chambers of the legislature. And the chambers of the legislature are not going to want to give up that power. Well, this is something that Governor Tony Evers floated with uh, the abortion law that's over 170 years old. Uh, going to the voters to decide that. And then Ron Johnson, um, the, the U.S. senator who just won an election, said, yeah, that's what we should do. And he kind of had his own proposal uh, uh, in, and sided with Evers, right? So we have a Republican and a Democrat sure. both saying the same thing. And then the state legislature won't do anything about it because they <laughs> they, they, they don't want to give up that power, like you said. Um, but yeah, but but along those lines... Every time that redistricting or getting rid of gerrymandering has come up on an an advisory referendum, right? Because we only have advisory referendums. The Lacrosse County, Lacrosse County voted seventy seven percent in in terms of uh, you know having a nonpartisan redistricting process. Lacrosse County did this. Vernon County seventy one percent. I believe fifty six of all seventy two counties have overwhelmingly said, "Let's get the politics out of drawing these maps." Yeah, it's 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 been through the referendums, the advisory referendums. It's never lost when it's been on a county referendum, and I'm talking about some very deep red counties up in northern Wisconsin, uh, and in you know surrounding Milwaukee, Sheboygan, all those areas, and then also county boards have o- have overwhelmingly passed resolutions in support of nonpartisan redistricting. The only people that are really opposed to to ending gerrymandering are the political power winners, the brokers, the Republican leaders in the legislature, and uh, at the county chairs, uh, the Republican county chairs, who then get to pick candidates who they know can win seats easily because the state's been gerrymandered for them. But people don't like it. I mean, why would you, why would you want to have a system where you don't have a choice in an election? Don't you want to hold your state representative or your state senator accountable by threatening him, threatening to throw he, him or her out in the next election. 
uh, if they're not doing their job. The only way you can do that is if you don't have a rigged system. The only way you can do that is if you have competitive elections. We used to have them in Wisconsin. Uh, we ought to have them again. Yeah, and you, you bring up the not doing their job. The state legislature has been out of uh, session since mid-March. <laughs> so speaking of not doing their job, and, and the, the budget surplus is predicted to go to $6.6 billion. So they've been sitting on a, just a literal pile of money. Um, all right, you so, know that we are the smallest state in the country with a full-time legislature that are paid full-time uh, salaries, the smallest state populate, population-wise in the country. There's no reason why we need to have a full-time legislature, because like you say, they haven't been in session since last March. Yeah, they're going to be offered. Utterly ridiculous. They're going to be offered 10 months, and I've had Steve Doyle, the assembly rep here in the La Crosse area on, and he's like, we could have went back into extraordinary session and did something with the budget surplus yesterday. He said we could have sure. did it the day after the election. It would have been a nice gesture of the state legislature. Hey, we've been off for nine months. Uh, we'll go back in session now that the elections are over and decide because we know that how we, we basically know how the legislature is going to be made up and that the governor is still going to be a Democrat. Uh, therefore, we're either going to sit on this for four more years and hope we get another Republican candidate that wins the, the election or we'll just or, or we could do something with the budget surplus. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting on a tangent. Um Okay, so just in the past year, we we redrew the maps, and they'll be set for the next decade. The the Republicans will have power for the next decade, except— Not necessarily. Okay, go ahead. Explain this to me. Well, so so the United States Supreme Court in 2018 basically said now state courts will have jurisdiction over gerrymandering redistricting. So as we just talked about, the Wisconsin Supreme Court— had the final say earlier this year on the district lines for the state assembly and state senate districts in Wisconsin. And the 4-3 conservative majority said, okay, we're going to allow, we're going to take the Republican maps because they're fine. And they weren't fine, but they were fine because the conservatives on the Supreme Court said they're fine. So what's happening in April of this year is that uh, that one of the conservatives is retiring, a patient's roving sack. And so the control of the Wisconsin Supreme Court will be up for grabs. Keep in mind, it was the Wisconsin Supreme Court that put the Republican gerrymandered maps into place by a four to three vote. So if the progressives win control of the Wisconsin Supreme Court in the April election, a action could be brought to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, which could be accepted by the 4-3 new majority, and they could revisit the redistricting process, the gerrymandered process of 2023. And the state Supreme Court would have the ability to choose maps. Now, my organization and other groups would say they should be nonpartisan maps. What I don't think we should do and not in, in, in anybody with half a brain uh, should not agree that the that the the progressives should choose democratic gerrymandered maps. All that does is do the opposite of what we have now and make it unfair the other way. But that's not what a court should do. It should be a non. We should put a, a nonpartisan maps should be adopted. And there are plenty of maps out there that are much less partisan yeah. than the Republican maps that, that, that are in place now. And we, when you talk about the process going, uh, you know, the, the Wisconsin Supreme Court taking the Republican-drawn maps just in the past year, the, the funny thing is, is right before that, 
the state had, I don't remember exactly how it went, but the state had accepted quote unquote Governor Tony Evers maps as the our as our state legislative districts. And you know, Republicans were in a huff, right? They're like, no, we can't take the governor's maps. We can't take the Democratic governor's maps. And that's the exact problem with the whole process is we can't take the, the Democratic governor's maps and then we're going to give them to the Republican drawn maps and vice versa. Like, well, hey, we could get rid of the whole thing and just go to a model that doesn't that go to a model that overwhelmingly across the state has said we should do, but the state legislature won't act and probably never will. Well, you know, we could. And it's a matter of political will and it's a matter of, uh, of citizens demanding it from their uh, from their legislators, it's a little tough sometimes because of these gerrymandered districts. But you know, I am I am fully optimistic that it will happen at some point. Uh, and I know that this sounds crazy, but I think it could happen uh, in the next ten years, uh, just simply because people are tired of it. Well, you the- know, our neighbor our neighbor to the west, Iowa, has a nonpartisan system. Now Michigan has a nonpartisan system. Well, Minnesota Jay, doesn't do it. Jay, Iowa, like the whole government is Republican. So you talk about like Iowa's got a system and it and it works. Well, the whole government is Republican. So you can't say that the the system yeah. would would favor one party or the other. Uh, if if you just look at Iowa, also Jay, like I don't know when when like I said at the beginning of the show. My mom listens. She's heard you on the air before. And then when I brought up gerrymandering, she's like, huh, I didn't know that was a thing. And I was like, oh, my God. why?" <laughs> like, so I just I, I feel like the, the word is goofy gerrymandering. That is. And it's, it's confusing. It's like like I said earlier, it's like the word spoiling a ballot. We have these political terms that that don't mean what they what they sound like gerrymandering. What does that even? Yeah. Um, so I just don't think enough people understand or know or, or, or can can even like. You know, like trying to talk through it. I give you the whole hour to try to talk through it, right? But it's still difficult because there's so many different factors. Another factor coming up next month, right? In a, in a, well, in a week, right? We're going to we, maybe all this gets thrown into another giant, uh, uh, you know, for a loop. It's it's very possible. And you're right. It's a bad choice of words. You know, map rigging maybe is better. Right. But, it, but we should come up with something even better than that. But but let me, here's the bottom line. It is a fundamentally unfair process for voters because you are robbed of a choice you don't have a real choice for state representative or state senator or congress in 90 percent of the districts in wisconsin it's already been determined who's going to represent you so how is how is that fair how is that american that makes no sense to me and it shouldn't make sense to anybody else i don't think all right when we come back i'm going to say i'm going to like a couple minutes to explain what the U.S. Supreme Court might rule next week, which would throw everything in into the trash, and then uh, I guess it would make the gerrymander even worse, the map rigging even worse. We'll be back. All right, just going to wrap up here with Jay Heck from Common Cause, Wisconsin. We got two things and two minutes to do it, so this is a uh, very brief. The U.S. Supreme Court will will hear arguments in a week on something that would would throw the state's ability to even like rule on gerrymandering might throw it in the garbage? Uh, What this is very quickly is a case from North Carolina going before the U.S. Supreme Court, which would basically say that the state legislature and only the state legislature can determine uh, things like gerrymandering or even elections, administering elections, and that the governor or the state courts wouldn't have any say in it. It's something called the independent legislature theory. And it's so radical and so crazy 
Uh, but who knows what the United States Supreme Court could do with that. But that would just throw everything into massive chaos. All right. And, and then, then the sec- and then Jay, I, the, the Wisconsin Supreme Court race that's coming up here in months, I guess, maybe the next year. Uh, I've said it jokingly a little bit because the, the idea of 1 million to getting to a billion is, 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 is like just exponential. Um, Barnes Johnson race went for $200 million. The governor Evers Michaels race went for $115 million. I predict that the Supreme court race will fall in like fall above that. Maybe, maybe over $115 million It's going to cost more than the governor's race. What do you think? Yeah. And it's, and the reason is, is because it is the only election in the country this coming April. And the, and the, the outcome is so consequential to the United States presidential election in 2024, because whoever controls the Wisconsin Supreme Court will have a large say on how the 2024 election is run for for the presidency, uh, the U.S. Senate. And, uh, of course, Wisconsin is going to be one of those two or three states that's going to determine the national outcome of the president's uh, presidential race in 2024. So you're going to see money from every state in the country, probably foreign money that we'll never know where it comes from, all kinds of it. And I think 200 million is certainly uh, not not ridiculous a ridiculous figure. So it's, we'll, it's kind of we'll, like it's kind of like the movie or the book Dune, right? You can control the spice. The the Wisconsin Supreme Court is now the spice. I don't know if you're a Dune fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the analogy because it's that's really what every listen. Donald Trump will be here. Joe Biden will be here. Every every celebrity in the country will be here in March and April when it's still freezing cold in Wisconsin for two 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 candidates for the Wisconsin Supreme Court whose names you've never heard of. And not, a nonpartisan uh, race, a nonpartisan race, and it's a nonpartisan <laughs> race. Quote, unquote. Exactly. All right. That's right. All right. That's Jay Heck from Common Cause, Wisconsin. Thanks, Jay. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Coming up tomorrow, lacrosse school superintendent Dr. Aaron Engel is going to join us. I haven't told him yet. He said he could, and I haven't confirmed that yet. And then coming up on Wednesday, our new lacrosse county sheriff, John Siegel, will join us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thanks again to Jay Heck for coming on. And all right, Cyber Monday. I got to go do some shopping.